Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Doctrine and Covenants of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Even though this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to be as doctrinally and historically accurate as possible. Every day a new section of the Doctrine and Covenants will be released. I hope that you'll visit this often and be able to share this uh, with your friends. Thank you. Hi there, and welcome back to the Doctrine and Covenants podcast. This will be for section 129. I'll read the heading first. Instructions given by Joseph Smith the Prophet at Nauvoo, Illinois, February the 9th, 1843, making known three grand keys by which the correct nature of ministering angels and spirits may be distinguished. I'll read a couple of little background things here first. True religion, according to the Prophet Joseph Smith, is one of individual participation. If one man can dream dreams, see visions, entertain angels, or stand in the presence of God, so can all others by complying with the same principles. Thus, it was necessary to educate the saints that they not be deceived by counterfeit revelations or by the devil appearing as an angel of light. As previous revelations had been given to teach the saints how to distinguish a true revelation from a false one, this revelation announced principles or keys by which the devil or one of his own could be discerned when posing as a messenger from God. When the prophet first learned these principles is not known. We can be confident, however, that it was some time before this section was recorded, given that all priesthood and keys restored in this dispensation were conferred upon the prophet by angelic ministrants, and given, given Satan's insatiable desire to deceive, the keys of discernment must have been given to Joseph Smith quite early. As it is presently found in the Doctrine and Covenants, this section comes from the Journal of William Clayton. He recorded it as the prophet gave it in conversation with Parley P. Pratt, who had just returned from a mission to England. It was first included in the 1876 edition of the Doctrine and Covenants. Wilford Woodruff had recorded the following in his journal on the 27th of June, 1839, as part of the instruction given to the Twelve by the prophet prior to their departure for a mission to England. In order to detect the devil when he transforms himself nigh unto an angel of light, when an angel of God appears unto man face to face in personage and reaches out his hand unto the man and he takes hold of the angel's hand and feels a substance the same as one man would in shaking hands with another, he may then know that it is an angel of God and he should place all confidence in him. Such personages or angels are saints and their resurrected bodies. But if a personage appears unto man and offers him his hand and the man takes hold of it and he feels nothing, he does not sense any substance, he may know it is the devil. For when a saint whose body is not or does not sense any oops for when a saint whose body is not resurrected appears unto man in the flesh, he will not offer him his hand, for this is against the law given him. On July the 2nd of the same year, the prophet taught that an angel of God never has wings. Some will say that they have seen, an a that they have seen a spirit, that he offered them his hand, but they did not touch it. This is a lie. First, it is contrary to the plan of God. A spirit cannot come but in glory. An angel has flesh and bones. We see not their glory. The devil may appear as an angel of light. Ask God to reveal it. If it be of the devil, he will flee from you. If of God, he will manifest himself or make it manifest. The version of the prophet Joseph Smith's instruction contained in this section was given for the benefit of Elder Parley P. Pratt. 
The prophet's earlier instruction to the Twelve in late June and early July 1839 concerning the keys to discern angels of God and angels of the devil had been given after Joseph and his fellow prisoners were set free from Liberty Jail, but while Elder Pratt was still in the jail at Richmond, Missouri. So he missed this instruction, following his return from England, where he had removed where he had remained a year and a half longer than the other apostles, presiding over the saints there and serving as editor of the church publication, The Millennial Star. Elder Pratt and the prophet Joseph visited for the better part of the afternoon. The following day, when these instructions were given, the prophet Joseph Smith recorded in his journal, spent most of the day in conversation with Parley P. Pratt and others. As part of these instructions, the prophet told a man who came to him in Kirtland, saying, He had seen an angel and described his dress. I told him, the prophet said, he had seen no angel and that there was no such dress in heaven. He grew mad and went into the street and commanded fire to come down out of heaven to consume me. I laughed at him and said, You are one of Baal's prophets. Your God does not hear you. Jump up and cut yourself. And he commanded fire from heaven to consume my house. Earlier uh, earlier than this, the prophet acknowledged there have also been ministering angels in the church which were Satan, which were of Satan appearing as an angel of light. A sister in the state of New York had a vision who said it was told her that if she should that if she would go to a certain place in the woods, an angel would appear to her. She went at the appointed time and saw a glorious personage descending arrayed in white with sandy colored hair. He commenced and told her to fear God and said that her husband was called to the, to do great things, but that he must not go more than a hundred miles from home or he would not return. Whereas God had called him to go to the ends of the earth, and he has since been more than 1,000 miles from home and is yet alive. Many true things were spoken by this personage and many things that were false. How it may be asked, was this known to be a bad angel by the color of his hair? That is one of the signs that he can be known by and by his counter his contradicting a former revelation. The prophet recorded that Michael, Adam, appeared to him on the banks of the Susquehanna, detecting the devil when he appeared as an angel of light. It would appear that this experience took place while Joseph was translating the Book of Mormon in Harmony, Pennsylvania. It was here that John the Baptist restored the prophet to the prophet and Oliver Cowdery the keys of the ministering of angels. Thus, the right to receive the ministering of angels and the, and the ability to discern true messengers of God from counterfeits came before the church was organized. Perhaps it is of more than passing interest that we have ancient stories that have been preserved for us in what is known as the book of Adam and Eve, or the conflict of Adam and Eve with Satan, in which Satan constantly tries to deceive our first parents in order to obtain the garments they had received from the Lord in Eden. In one of those episodes, Satan took the form of an angel and with him two others, in order to imitate a threesome who had who had come to them from the presence of the Lord. In this story, Adam and Eve were initially deceived by them because when they came to Adam the first time, there came upon him from them peace and joy through their bringing him good good tokens. So Adam thought that they were come a second time to give him another to give him other tokens for him to rejoice withal, for he had for he did not know it was Satan. Therefore did he receive them with joy and com- and companied with them. 
It appears that the recording of the three revelations in our current edition of the Doctrine and Covenants, sections 128, 129, and 132, along with the translation of the Book of Abraham, all took place in the prophet's office on the upper floor of the red brick storehouse in Nauvoo. It was there that the ordinances of the temple were restored and first practiced in this dispensation. These events appeared to tie closely with the recording of this revelation. Speaking to the newly formed Relief Society on the 28th of April, 1842, the prophet said that the church would not be fully organized until the temple was complete. He further spoke of of the sisters receiving the keys or knowledge through the priesthood by which they could detect everything false if they would sustain their husbands and those that the Lord had called to lead his church. The prophet further promised the sisters that in the temple they would learn how to ask of God and how to, how to receive answers. If you live up to your privileges, the prophet promised them, the angels cannot be restrained from being your associates. Women, he added, if they are pure and innocent, can come in the presence of God. Speaking to the saints in the grove on Sunday, the 1st of May, 1842, the prophet said, The keys are, are certain signs and words by which false spirits and personages may be detected from true, which cannot be revealed to the elders till the temple is completed. There are signs in heaven, earth, and hell. The elders must know them all to be endowed with power to finish their work and prevent imposition. This revelation was added to the Doctrine and Covenants along with 25 other sections in 1876. That was all uh, a summary by Joseph Healy McConkie. All right, verse 1. There are two kinds of beings in heaven, namely angels who are resurrected personages having bodies of flesh and bones. For instance, Jesus said, Handle me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as ye see me have. Secondly, the spirits of just men made perfect, they are they who are not resurrected, but inherit the same glory. In stating that there are two kinds of beings in heaven, which it names as resurrected beings and just men made perfect, this revelation seems to be suggesting that unembodied or premortal spirits are not sent to those of our dispensation. Translated beings who have remained upon the earth and thus are not in heaven also continue to minister to us and can be discerned by the same keys as resurrected beings or just men made perfect. The righteous dead in paradise who in the resurrection will inherit the fullness of the Father are referred to as just men made perfect. David W. Patton, one of the twelve, had been killed in the Battle of Crooked River in Missouri in 1838. He is used here as an illustration of a just man made perfect. It had been stated at the funeral of Seymour Brunson in August of 1840 that Elder Patton was the spirit who came to escort him to his rightful place in the spirit world. Verse 4, when a messenger comes saying he has a message he has a message from God, offer him your hand and request him to shake hands with you. If he be an angel, he will do so and you will feel his hand. If he be the spirit of a just man made perfect, he will come in his glory, for that is the only way he can he can appear. Ask him to shake hands with you, but he will he will not move, because it is contrary to the order of heaven for a just man to deceive, but he will still deliver his message. If it be the devil as an angel of light, when you ask him to shake hands, he will offer you his hand, and you will not feel anything. You may therefore detect him." Here's a good question. Why would Satan or one of his angels extend his hand, knowing that so doing would unveil his true identity? The answer is found in understanding the authority of God in establishing laws by which all things, including the devil and his angels, are governed. As mortals, 
We are bound by the law of gravity and find physical objects a hindrance. Angels know no such limitations, and yet they are not free to converse with mortals, save it be according to the order of heaven. Similarly, evil spirits have bounds beyond which they cannot pass. The laws given to the prince of darkness and his legions include the the sign of the dove, which the prophet tells us was instituted before the creation of the world, a witness for the Holy Ghost, and the devil cannot come in the sign of of a dove. We know that it is not given unto Satan to tempt little children until they begin to become accountable before the Lord. In like manner, Nephi tells us that Satan cannot tempt translated beings and that he has no power over them. Thus God, who governs all things, has placed limits and bounds on the adversary as to what he can and cannot do. In the instance here cited, Satan, or those acting in his name, must either extend his hand or withdraw, and in either case he will be detected. William Clayton recorded the prophet as saying in 1840 that if an angel or spirit appears, offer him your hand. If he is a spirit from God, he will stand still and not offer you his hand. If from the devil, he will either shrink back from you or offer his hand, which if he does, you will, you will feel nothing but be deceived." Verse 9, these are three grand keys whereby you may know whether any administration is from God. As found in Joseph Smith's diary, this revelation reads thus, there are three administrators, angels, spirits, and devils, one manner of dress in heaven. Angels are the spirits of just men made perfect, innumerable company of angels and spirits of, of just men made perfect. If an angel appears to you, how will you prove him? Ask him to shake hands. If he has flesh and bones, he is an angel. Spirit hath not flesh and bones. Spirit of a just man made perfect. Personage in its tabernacle could not hide its glory. If David Patton or the devil come, how would you determine? Should you take hold of his hand, you would not feel it. If it were a false administrator, he would not do it. True spirit will not give his hand. The devil will. Three keys. I bear testimony that these things are true and say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time. Bye.